johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Guys, we are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. What's going on, Big Mike? Another day in the neighborhood. Um, you know, it's it's the, the summer does have a little bit of you know that the stress free lifestyle where you're not as tuned in, where it's it's not the 70, 80 hour weeks that we usually put in in the fall. And I feel like I get a lot more, you know. I guess sunshine is what I call it, where I'm actually outside more instead of being zoned in in here. But baseball's been good. Baseball's been solid. I mean, the system that I've been now running since May 10th, which I had high expectations for for only overs, is, is constantly producing. And and for the clients that are... Well, let, let, let's be for, fair. Let, 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 let's be fair. There's no pitching in baseball anymore. They don't. It's like romper room. It's like the... That's, it's like not the, that's, not, you, nah. that's not true. Because you—that's not true. Because you told me you told me the statistics yesterday. Where it's—I know—literally fifty percent over to the under. The pitching is there. It's just, do you know who the relievers are going to be? See, I—I I know you're not a big fan of actually watching the games and seeing how it unfolds. You're more just of a dog better, and you're finding that value. I watched the game last you know year. In this, I watched the World Series last year. That's not the same. What I'm saying is, day in and day out, you see the type of play out there. And it's in baseball, like I've been saying for years, it's because it's such a long season, it's all about the hot streaks. And there's cold streaks. So if you, for me, and my system is derived based on overs only, you know, I'm trying to catch those teams that are just hot at the plate. And I'm trying to catch those games with those teams where both the pitchers in the matchup are pitching terribly in an average of sense. It wasn't like just last game. We're not, we're not looking at the metrics of how they pitched last game or how the team played last week, kind of like what most people get hyper-focused in football is there's an overreaction from the previous week. So, you know, the, the Bengals get blown out. On the at the Chargers on Sunday, well, the following week the line is basically going to be overvalued because they think they're going to get blown out again when they're playing at the Raiders, and it's it's not the same in baseball. So I don't my system itself, you know, I don't look at it from a standpoint of 
last series. None of that matters because in baseball, I don't think there's a dominant home field advantage. I know that obviously when you're playing in Colorado where Dave lives, you know, the air is thinner, so the ball's going to carry. You're going to see a lot more runs there. That's why the totals are usually 11, 11 and a half. And my system simply does not have a category for Colorado. When I say by that means my statistical data that I put into the, to the system every day is derived based on ERAs of starting pitchers and the availability of the relievers and the average of a lot of different categories of the batters. And it just never shows an 11 and a half over. So it's very hard for me to do it. So I really never, ever take a Colorado home game. It's just excluded out of the system. But, you know, from an overall standpoint, I think baseball is truly the only sport that you could really get a statistical edge with running a system. I think every other sport, Dave, will tell you that it's all about market edges. It's all about finding the the inefficiencies in the market and playing a very high volume of plays where you could make your 5 to 6% um, overall. So if you have even a 3, 3%, 4% edge, you're, you're making a lot of money seasonally. So I, I do believe that this system is repeatable year after year. Um, for me, and especially, it's funny because I get clients, so clients text me and they go, you know, I'm really glad you only have an over system and not an under system because I'm always just rooting for more runs. I'm not sweating out a run. Like, so, you know, like they say, life is too short to bet the under. So, so before we get to Dave, hey, Dave, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm good. Yourself? I, I, well, I'm irritated. I should have got on a plane. I should have flown to Colorado. I hate the Dodgers. They stink. Worst team in baseball to bet on. I just wanted to go to watch Colorado beat the Dodgers. I should have done it, but I'll do it. Maybe we'll do it next year. That was my uh, – mm. did you happen to go to either one of those games? It was like, oh. Yeah, love it. I went to both. I went to nice. both. Nice, nice. I mean, can I, let me ask you. I know you were partying. I mean, I'm assuming you were having fun with your friends. Don't you find the Dodgers just watching them to be that unimpressive? They're just very highly – they're not that impressive. Yeah, I mean, well, I watched very little of the games, but I thought so. Uh, right? Even <laughs> there, even there, I don't watch games when I'm at the game. Uh, but no, yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Um, back to real quick before we get into with Dave. Back to Mike real quick. For all you guys, Mike only plays the overs. The current record is 512 overs, 540 unders. 51.3% to the under. There's been absolutely no edge in extra inning games. In extra inning games, it's exactly even, basically. 72 games have gone over. 71 games have gone under. You would think there would be a much more of an edge to the over in extra innings. That's not been the case. Um, even with them starting in the second, it's just the rule changes haven't helped them. in the in the. You would think there would be... 60% of the games would be over in extra innings, but, again, it's 50.1%. It's nothing. 72-71, those are your stats. For all you dog lovers out there like myself, I always tell you it's always going to be 60-40. As of today, before we start any games, 666, the number of the beast, 666 favorites have covered. 
444 dogs have won outright, making it exactly 60.0% of the favorites, 40.0% of the dogs. That will never change. So like I always said, even though it's Square and Dave hates it, if you can't afford to subscribe to our services, just bet every dog every day and you'll make money. Now, we'll defer back to other things. Let's talk about um, – what do you want to talk about, Mike and Dave? You want to talk about the NFL? I was waiting for – I was waiting for uh, Dave to chime in because I feel like – Nah, he's going to – he, he, everybody John, knows he's going to flame me, so I did it for him. Well, every week he says this, if you bet every single dog. Never changes. I'm on Dave's side. I'm, it's not it's true. It's not an accurate statement. I don't think okay. it's not an accurate statement. Okay. I, I, think, you're bl- you I think you're blinded by the dogs. Dave, he's blinded by the dogs. Now, here, here, here's where I will say it gets a little technical. And we'll I will make things up, I guess. Well, no, I'm looking at the actual data online right now, but I'm just saying. No, it's, it's not true, though. It's not if you took the whole history, it's just not true. But, I mean, okay. we can see that every week, I guess, and no one will exactly. challenge you. Um, okay. But that. I will yeah. say this. If I, told, if I told you guys the third most profitable team in baseball would be the Baltimore Orioles, you would never believe me. But they're the that's third not, most profitable I, team. That's not true again. We are yeah, I, big yeah, believers. I believe it. We are big believers believe because there are – they're the team that's coming from the bottom, and when they hit a run as much as they did and they put in the amount of wins as much, they, they're always going to be dog-valued. So, of right. course, you're going to be very much in the plus. Yeah, that's your guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I will say, every for all the listeners that want to know, the two most profitable teams in baseball are the Yankees and the Mets. Obviously, there's a lot of predictive people putting future bets now on the battle of the beltway. That, well, not the Beltway, I'm sorry, the Subway Series, World Series. For me, very boring. Mets versus the Yankees. If everything stays the way it is right now, that's what we're going to have. We're going to have a Mets-Yankees World Series. As I've never seen two teams outperform the way they're outperforming. It's just absolutely insane from a uh, betting point of view. They're, the Yankees and the Mets are actually overcoming their stupid favorite numbers, which to me is they can't make the lines high enough. Versus the Dodgers, well, same same record, say that, but they can't, they're negative for the season. Well, that's for now. Again, right. it's, the sample size is 70 games. There's 160 games. You'll see the variance. I mean, the Yankees have this year, I think it's the, the third fastest to 55 games or to 50 games in, in history for them. So, And they've had a renowned history for, you know, 100 years. So, I do believe that will all level out, and you're going to start seeing increased. I mean, I think I come from the school of D. Mill because I'm completely the where the verbiage that I use is I'm basically John's counter for everything, and and now I'm on I'm on the money side. I know it's going to change. I know the Yankees are going to be overvalued and overpriced for the second half of the season, and the right. amount well, of they are, losses they're going to accrue. They have. They have now. I'm looking at offshore. They they have now moved to be the favorite over the Dodgers. I can't believe the Dodgers are in second place. But well, the Yankees not, plus. But I'm not even. I'm not even judging the World Series. I'm just talking about the rest of the way in the regular season. I mean, there's going to be a lapse where they'll lose 
six, seven in a row. It's just inevitable. It, it happens with most teams. It comes out of nowhere, and, and a lot of people chase that next game, like that same philosophy with sitting at a roulette table where they see red hit five in a row. They're like, oh, black's got a hit. So, and it's going to happen at some point in the season. And those people, they're the square betters that are going to chase that. They're going to cost themselves a lot of the profit that they may have made on the Yankees now, because I know there's, we know a guy, John, that strictly takes the Yankees every game blind. Up there is our guy in, in New Jersey. So, you know, it's going to happen. It's, it's, it always does, and I've been following baseball now for, well, and for I mean, with detail for like eight, nine years. Just to give you guys years. the nitty-gritty, just to give you the nitty-gritty, it, it's unless you, if you blindly bet them, your ROI while you're up um, for the season, $1,353. Remember, guys, they are 55 and 20. So they're up 35 games. But you're only up 13 games, basically. So you're talking about 22 wins basically disappeared because of the juice. So they're able to overcome these big lines because the Yankees right now have only been a dog five times, and they are four and one as an underdog. Um, so that's it. They've only been a dog. So like you said, when they hit that losing streak, you're going to lose a lot of money because they're always laying big prices. And I and again, right from a from a fade point of view. Obviously, I'm sure Dave will start looking at these teams like the Mets, even the Mets. The Mets, same thing. The Mets are 47 and 28, and they're up $991 for the season. But again, this team, they're 9 and 12 as an underdog. They've been an underdog a lot more than 21 times versus the Yankees have only been an underdog five times. And obviously, the Dodgers, they are 1 and 1 as a dog. They've only been a dog twice. We don't need to talk about them. They're 45 and 28, and you're down $304 on them for the season. Right, and then, but I do believe that the Yankees, specifically if we're just finishing this out with the Yankees, I just want to make one last um, statement here. They are playing in the toughest division in baseball. Toronto's got 42 wins. Boston's got 42 wins. Tampa Bay's got 40 wins. And our Orioles have 35 wins. So the thing about baseball, you play your division so many times, they're going to run into really good teams time and time again. So it's just amazing to see that, that the Yankees have won that many games. And our division, it just shows that basically they've beat up on the division. But at the end of the day, the division is still beating up on other teams. So as those teams keep elevating, you're going to start seeing the Yankees are going to be splitting series versus winning them versus our division. I mean, it's going to be a tough run. I mean, we do have the hardest division. Right. And what's interesting in the AL East, there's only two teams in the AL East that are profitable at home and profitable away. Unlike Colorado, where if you bet every Colorado team at home, you're plus $584. And if you bet every Colorado game away, you're minus 600. So that's a tale of two takes. Colorado is only profitable at home, not profitable on the road. Guess which two teams are profitable in the AL East, home and away? We Yankees have Boston and Baltimore. Nope, Yankees and Baltimore. I'll save it for you. Baltimore is really? plus a thousand fifty. Okay. Baltimore is plus a thousand fifty-one for the season, plus six hundred dollars at home, plus four hundred and fifty-one dollars away. Toronto, Boston, Toronto, can't win. Toronto and the Yankees can't win away. Boston can't win at home. 
Tampa Bay can't win away. Well, money-wise, but overall, it's yeah. both Boston, Toronto, and the New York Yankees, the top three in the division, have winning home and away records, which is right. very unique. They have all three of those teams are ahead. Obviously, at home, you would expect them to be with a winning record, but they so, also well, have a winning record on the road. Right, and what I wanted to talk about is, you know how they were talking about that Oakland, they're purposely not, people People purposely aren't going to the Oakland games. They've, like, abandoned Oakland. They get, like, 2,000 people a night. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How do you think that affects Oakland? Well, how about this stat? Oakland, if you bet every Oakland team at home, you're minus $2,191. If you bet every Oakland road game, you're plus $500. So they simply are playing in front of nobody every time they're home in a 60,000-seat stadium with like 1,800 people on average. And it's like they're going to – it's like being in Florida at spring training. Nobody's there. So it is amazing when you say the home team or – like they're so happy to play in front of any fans when they're on the road that they produce better when they're on the road. And they basically just tank every game at home. Now, I understand Dave is going to say that square. And I, I agree with you in theory that they're all professional athletes and they're going to give it their best. But the numbers don't lie. It is such a huge difference between a team that's 25 and 51 straight up and basically all their wins are on the road. I mean, no, I, I don't know about tanking, but no, you're, you're on to something there. I, I just, I'm impressed, first of all, at – how you know all these numbers? I don't know if you're prepared for this. I am definitely. I do about so the I do for about. I'm I'm in the office two hours before the radio show, and I'm running numbers on all this, so I don't have to like jumble by the time I get on the air. So yeah, I'm definitely doing yeah, the work. Impressive, impressive, man. <laughs> and I understand from a short term when we're talking, we know. Davey does it. What? He literally does these YouTube, He does these YouTube videos every day. He knows the numbers by heart. He's not in here studying. I don't see him study. He's just trying to be nice to you and tell you that the guy knows this stuff by heart. Literally, he'll text me saying, well, "Do you know the Do you know the Orioles are profit? Do you know that the?" I'm like, "No." He like literally. I still can't name a player. I still can't name a player. Still can't name a player, but he could tell you how much they're up dollar wise on the road. Well, that's all that matters. Exactly. Players don't matter. Exactly. exactly. But what, the thing is, this is the, the battle of the radio show that I have. I have this ultimate million-dollar monster, multi-million-dollar monster professional better with me every week, known as David the Machine Miller. I just quote, now I'm giving you a new name, David the Machine Miller. And I get long-term, you need large sample size. I, I, I'm completely in your camp. It's but what I'm, but I still try to appeal to the short term. I try to figure out is there a way to weave in the short term numbers with the long term numbers, as opposed to being disconnected from them completely and saying, well, that doesn't really matter. It's too short term because when I look at things like uh, everybody is emotional in life, and you know, look at politics. We're not going to talk about politics, but look at politics. Look at the stock market. Look at uh, Supreme Court rulings. Everybody's on Twitter, losing their mind about emotions. And then I'm thinking, like, these professional players are going to a stadium, and there's nobody in the stadium. How And and are the line makers picking up on that, 
or are they disregarding that on the screens? And that's the thing. When I look at this, these numbers, it's like just bet against Oakland when they're at home. And I know it's very simplistic. Take them when they're on the road. When I look at San Diego, I can't figure San Diego out for the life of me. Um, they're another team. They're 45 and 31, up 15 games, up 14 games for the season. They can't win at home. They're minus $107 at home, plus 900 on the road. Like San Diego only wins on the road. They never win at home, but they're not tanking over there. But, they don't have. But how are you making? You're talking about money at home because there's still money five games above 500. But at we're home. talking about so Dave looking for value. They're overvaluing these but home I, teams when they're favorites, and they're giving them too much. I don't know. If that's I think every game I'll because look you're at the dealing, numbers. But I I can understand that statement if you're talking about football and you're talking about. Um, basketball because it's the same lineup most of the time and the same quarterback most of the time. I'm just saying from a large variance. And that makes sense. Every time they play at home, it's the same quarterback, it's the same coach. With pitching in baseball, it's basically a new quarterback every single outing versus another new quarterback every single outing while the lineups are basically the same. So I don't think it's as easy as saying it's that I feel like that statement works extremely well for football and basketball. With at home, they can't win; they're overvalued. But when you're throwing in a new pitcher, or you're throwing in a couple games where they're at home, where they're throwing in a relief so, pitcher well, that may be only example. in there for. T- so let, let, let's talk about this, David Miller. You have the screen up. Mm. Oakland yeah. is killing it on the road. Killing it. They can't. They can't win at home. Do you think that I think that the Yankees, no matter who's pitching, is worth 318 bucks at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in 35 minutes? Like, from a value point of view, I know Brian Blessing, may he rest in peace, hated the word value. But for me, when I look at these stats and I say to myself, wow, you know, for the Yankees, for all that they, all that they are and all that they're doing and all that they're winning, the Yankees are – you're going to always get value fading them. And then you get this stupid price against a team that performs extremely well on the road. Isn't it worth a shot to take the? Or maybe I'm wrong. But I, I definitely wouldn't lay through yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're right on that. It's either one way or pass. And you would, and you would look at the run line there. I mean, I would. Right, It'd because, be run line. right you yeah. get plus, plus one and a half, plus 123, which is amazing. Um, yeah. But I was going to ask you guys, let's talk about some bad beats for a second. I don't watch games, but I check scores. And, Mike, I don't know if you watched any of the games last night. I did lose uh, yesterday with uh, Toronto in the bottom of the ninth. I was against Toronto. And, what I, mm-hmm. you know, this is the thing that drives me crazy with, with why I don't buy into the pitching and setting the line. I know when I lose that game in the bottom of the ninth inning, that starting pitcher wasn't even anyway. You know what I mean? It's like I can't factor the pitcher in because in the ninth inning when I lose that game 65, I had the Red Sox. That pitcher's gone anyway. And this is, you know what I mean? It's it's just crazy. I've lost more games in the bottom of the ninth inning than one this season, that's for sure. Well, this is yeah, what I makes mean, I baseball think... tougher to bet. I mean, there's so many unknown right. variables. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating at times. And actually, I am going to take the athletics. I just looked at that one while you were talking. Um, Perfect. I but, yeah, it. 
Yeah, so we got a day a day sweat, boys. How do you how do you feel? A nice daytime sweat. I mean, I well, love I your plus one and a half plus plus money. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 liked Dave's personally the the minus one and a halfs at home for plus money have been solid. I don't think there's been one occurrence where the team actually won and they didn't win by actual two with, again, very small sample size just this season alone. But to see a team that's minus 160 at home, Dave takes a minus one and a half knowing they're not going to get the bottom of the ninth. Uh, if they're up, is it just shows that we're, we go for price. We don't go for the actual game itself. So I've had clients thank me for that or – Usually I get fought in the past for like, what do you mean? That's just stupid. You don't get the, but I think now they're just trained and accountable for just treating it like a business. And as much as I used to say that verbally, like treat it as a business. And I would, I would kind of just repetitively say it. Now I'm putting that actual plan to action where there's the business side of it that eludes the daily gambler. I mean, it's the, constant grind people don't complain they don't jump up and down when we have a a losing week of three units and and what's nice this year dave because i know this is your first deep dive into baseball my totals which is completely it's the other side of the spectrum and i know you're 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 open-minded that there is other systems that could make money outside of just you know finding price right and and your system of approach for baseball specifically and you've never been opposed to it. So with my overs doing extremely well, even on your weeks when you have a losing week, which last week we lost three units um, overall for our clients, Ooh. they still were profitable because they're now using it as a, a – a, their portfolio is, is properly diversified, which if you talk to me right now, I mean, I've had clients for the last couple of years that were – deep into the crypto markets, deep into day trading stocks, the volatility rate, like you talk about volatility, we may have a losing week. That's not volatility. A volatility is like the crypto market where they've had a losing week for the last four months, right? Or And, and there is no end in sight. There is no ability for you to change gears. It's just you don't know when the bottom is going to hit. You don't. You really don't know what the bottom is at that point. Where with sports, there's just a lot more consistency year after year where you're not getting – I mean, yeah, our biggest volatility rate, which we had a lot of the the unknowns, was during COVID. And how many times are we going to ever see that in a lifetime? There's no fans in the stands. It was a little bit tricky to find out what the value is going to be set when there's – literally they're playing in empty stadiums. But we adjusted. So I feel like – which market do you want to be in? Do you want to be in the crypto market where you really don't know the end goal, the end point, the end game? Whereas the stock market, same thing, where people are getting absolutely crushed. You think losing three units in a week is volatility? It's like out of the 100-plus subscribers that we have on Telegram that are getting access to all the plays, I'd say there's 2% that think that 3% or three units volatility loss is a big deal where the other 97 percent they're like no nah, no big deal we get it we see the overall price we see the overall you're, you're in the plus and we get it so it's like that's the the coaching and the mentorship that for some guys 
that that really get it. That they're like, we're not in this for the short run. This isn't about watching games every night and rooting them in. The good and the bad, it happens. But I know overall, you guys have an established method and process in place that no matter what, you stick to it. And that's the type of business plan and the opportunity that we allow clients to be in where I feel like we are next level, Dave. I don't think there's anybody in this space that are doing what we're doing today. Yeah, thanks. Well said, my friend. Let me ask you this question. Go go ahead. No, I was going to talk about a little bit of the strategies I told for, uh, I sent out a message that we were going to teach a little bit, kind of like the strategies for football. But before we get into that, because we still have a half an hour, why don't you, uh, what did you want to say, John? I was going to ask you, Dave, this is your first foray hardcore into baseball. Um, and I was just wondering, like, emotionally, because the majority of your losses have all been, like, bad beats. Like, it's we could run a, like, Dave Miller bad beat. Like, what's that thing on ESPN? Like, bad beat, like that Dodgers-Atlanta uh, game the other night. Like, do you, do you do, when you look at, do you even care, or do you just check the final score, or do you know, like, I was on the right side, like me. I was on the right side last night. I just got beaten about him the night. Like, or do you not even look at it at all? I, I don't care, man. I, I don't care. I, I don't care. Yeah, I just don't. I guess I should. I never understood for when I get, if I lose a game 7 nothing, people trip out and lose their mind. If I lose a game in the bottom of the night, they don't say a thing, but it's the same result. And I guess that's the competitive nature. I guess that goes the same thing in football. Like, are you the type of guy in the in college football season? If you're losing a game seventy, you know, forty to nothing, you you would usually get bent early in your career psychologically versus losing on the hail mary last play of the game, or you never cared, or did you have to? I don't. I just not, it's a, it's not to care. A lot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's I don't know. No, the question is, did you have to learn not to care? No, it's just hard to get emotional when there's so many games and it can go both ways. It's just hard. I don't know. I know these aren't exciting answers, but well, no, it's a you know a lot of this a lot of the psychology. Like I said, we have less psychiatric uh, sales desk calls. I used to say I used to joke and say we could start a sports therapy uh, company where it's just like online teletherapy for sports betters. Yeah. But through, but through a lot of the free information that we do, uh, we don't, we don't. It's been less and less and less and less and less. But a lot of people, when we talk to them, they watch your social media, they watch your Instagram, they see you at the gym the next day, even if you had a losing night the night before. They see you're always smiling. Like I said, you're Dave the machine. You're Dave the smiler. You're the smiling machine. You know, you're always in a good mood, which is great. But a lot of people they question, like, is it that? Is that an act? Or is he just – and I'm like, no, that's just really how he is. He really doesn't care. Like, you're not going to – like, you just – the game's <clears> over. <throat> Move on to the next game. That's all you can do. I mean, when, when the crew – we... no, when the, when, the when the crew took down the, the million dollars in the, in, in, the, in the tournament, I mean, I got excited for that. I was like, oh, that's dope. And I was watching the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, the I mean, Jacksonville game. Yeah, I have, I have emotion. I was excited. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah. You know what we should do, John? If we want to torture Dave, I think we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna forward one of our phones on a sad 
not even Sunday, Saturday afternoon in the fall, and he see the text that he gets when a team is down 21-0 in the first quarter, you are the worst. You, I could have done better than you. My daughter could pick better. And then the team come back and win. It always happens. And they come back and they win the game and they cover. And then the guy goes quiet and he, like, blocks you. It's, that's what we deal with. So if we want to torture Dave just for one weekend, it's like uh, it's, it's a hostile takeover. They do I that on Instagram. Imagine. So we, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. No, I would never torture you, man. That's, that's one thing. You're focused. That's, that's your bread and butter. So I would never do that. But that's the type of stuff that we do. And I feel like you're always going to have bad apples. But during football season, it's heightened for sure where it's just insane. It's like they're down in the first quarter, and they don't look good. It's a score could still be 0-0, but they've thrown two interceptions, and it's like the world is ending. And everything is – it's like it's insane how emotionally invested they are, and I guess that's just part of the business. But at the end of the day, it's just how it is, and these people are just constantly – like, I had a friend, uh, I had a client just text me. Let me see what he texted me. He goes, uh, these guys uh, who put, so we have a Telegram channel, and now on Telegram you're allowed to put emojis under every pick. So people that are, uh, he just messaged, he goes, how about those people that put the, the shit emoji when they're down 1-0 in the first inning? Like, the, one of your games is down 1-0, they're instantly put the shit emoji. Like, they're just, like babies, so um, I, I it's yeah, I can't imagine. I, just, I don't know. That's funny I to just, me I'm, because I really I'm don't care. It's not do a that personal. Not me. First of all, I'm glad. But you wait a minute, Dave. But wait, Dave. I want you when you're physically in the casinos, you do see what we see, even though you don't talk to the people that pay you. You see the clients jumping up and down. I always used to tell Brian Blessing if I had the crowd meter, walk in NFL Sunday. Walk into the sports book. I hear a, a one side really rooting. I know I could lie about the other side. It's just a joke. I, I, don't I you just, see? I, I mean, it's, I just, I, you've I, seen people lose their quit. At that point, you're not doing it for an event. You're doing it just to get emotional, and it's more of a hobby. It's more of a hobby, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just can't imagine. I, I, that would have. I'd have a heart attack after all these years if, if I did that. And you guys know that, you know. Oh, I've, yeah, been saying this for, I've been saying this for years. Yeah, Why do people want a losing hobby? Go ride a bike. Like, John's going to leave here after the, the show. He's going to get on his bike, and he's going to do, you know, 10 miles. That's a hobby. You get on a bike, and you ride. You go to the gym. That's a hobby. You don't bet sports as a hobby. And, and then you want to only say it's a hobby. So it's, I never really understand that. It's like psychologically they do it for entertainment, maybe, but they don't. To, to them, they want to win, but they don't want to learn. So it's but that that can get, you know, you could parlay that into other phases of life. There's people that will educate themselves by reading, by taking you know mentorship courses, by you know it, doing better in life by doing therapy, and then there's some people that are just stuck in their own ways, and they're programmed to just be losers. And I'm not calling anybody out in, in, in direct to that, but it's just that's the type of crowd, diverse crowd that we deal with. 
And yeah, Dave, you are lucky. You don't have to deal with any of them. But if you did, so but I got to say one thing. I got to say one thing for every. I'm I'm just going to forward the phone on a Saturday. I I already have a feeling, Dave. Please don't. If you upset me in any way, just I'm just forwarding right to your phone. Please don't. (laughs) I I, I can't read all that. I got to say. I got to say one thing. Man. (laughs) I got to say one thing for every emotional crazy gambler. You get the one guy that's just like a Dave that has another job, that does something else for a living, that has no emotion. I got a guy, Dave, down in Florida. This guy rolls with the best of them, high-stakes Baccarat player, moves hundreds of thousands to the casino. He'll literally call me up. He'll say, yeah, I lost 80 grand. I say, how do you feel? He goes, oh, I'm going to the movie with the wife. Like, literally, I, I, there's, I've literally had one guy in 20 years. I got, I, I got a handful of them. But, like, this guy, Dave, in, in Florida, is like, one day we'll, we'll get together with him. We'll meet him. I mean, literally, no matter how good the day is, no emotion. No matter how bad the day is, no emotion. Flat line, level-headed. And he get one of the fundamental things that he gets, Dave, which I think a lot of people don't get, he says, when I sit down at the Baccarat table, I'm taking a risk. I know my risk. I know my risk management. I know my tolerance. When I make a bet, I know my risk. There's no like, oh, why me? Why me? Shaking his head. Why me? Why me? And what I think that when I talk to him, because I talk to him because I like talking to him because he's like a professional gambler, even though he has another career where he's very successful, is that what he gets is that there's a risk implicit risk in everything you do, right? I'm going to get on the bike and take a bike ride. There's a risk, right? And the thing is, when I talk to gamblers that lose, even if it's short-term, they, they almost, it's like they're deers in the headlights. Like they walked into a casino and they're shocked that they lost. And I just never, I'm going to be 50 years old. I never understand that. When you have guys that literally walk into a casino, whether it's playing poker, whether it's playing blackjack, craps, roulette, baccarat, how could you walk into a casino and not know from day one your first bet you've ever made that, hey, you could lose your money? And, the, and, and so this goes back to, for all you listeners out there, and I want to get into some futures betting with you, Dave, in a minute. Um, for all the bettors out there, know your risk. And, and, and then that's, I'm going to leave it at that. Dave, I asked Mike a question off air yesterday. To Please never gears. give those guys my number. Please never give. Oh, they're all getting your number. <laughs> for any of you kidding. guys that I'm want, kidding. Dave, listen. For all I'm you guys kidding. that no want way. Dave's psychological mentorship program, it's six figures. Instead of you losing it to the sports book because you don't know what you're doing, you can pay Dave six figures. He'll be glad to talk to you. Now, Dave, I got a question for you. Um, I did a video the other day. August 27th is the first day of college football. The lines are up on the DB screen. I've seen ten point line moves. I was talking to Mike about it yesterday. When you see a 10-point line move from the opener to the current two months out, what is that? Who is that? Who's doing that? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, it's obviously college, so they just were way off. I mean, in college you can be. In college they does, can be when you, off. Okay, but I'm saying you say they're way off. Who's, the, who's going in and pounding that stuff early? Groups that you know, or you're going to wait till much closer to game time? Well, no, those those guys, no, some people really study that stuff, and $500 bets are worth it. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I know some of those people, but yeah, you know me. I'm not going to get involved in that that early. 
Plus, I don't study right. too much about, yeah. <clears throat> but good for them. I mean, I, somebody caught him. Well, the reason why I was asking is I looked at some notable line moves, which were just amazing, like Northwestern plays Nebraska. And I'm just, we'll talk about that one game, Saturday, August 27th. The total opens up at 57. It's now 50. I'm thinking, who would drop a total seven points two months out? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't know the answer, so I don't know who did it, why they did it. I I don't know. But, yeah. And the next next question, do you get into the do you get into the NFL futures at all? People keep asking me, Dave. Yeah, I mean sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to just get in. It's hard to get too into this this far out for me. Got but, it. Yeah, sorry. I mean these aren't exciting answers, but I don't know what to say. I just I don't get into it this far out. <clears throat> but Plus, plus, you really have to have a big edge to tie your money up all year. That's what you know. Right. Well, yeah, and when you can just roll that money over every week and make a good return, it's hard to, for me to get in, too involved in the futures. Yeah, and by the way, for all the listeners out there, uh, again, Brian Blessing, of course, may rest <laughs> in peace. His team is the favorite to win the Super Bowl as of right now. Buffalo Bills are the team favorite over. Can you uh, can you imagine Buff- that though? Can you imagine that if they win the Super Bowl? I watched, I watched the game last year where I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can imagine uh, I, I, it with yeah. you. That was the craziest exchange ever. How they didn't even get in last year, but um, mm. I might have to bet yeah. the Buffalo Bills plus six fifty on a square price just because of Brian Early. Uh, for all you guys that are listening, and I know it's early, but just to give I'm you in the on rundown, that. I'm in on that for Brian. Uh, Absolutely, you, I'm in on that. Uh, Buffalo Bills plus 650 current, Tampa Bay plus 850, the Chiefs plus 950, and then and then obviously we get into the 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 Ravens. Mike are only plus 2,000. They're only right. plus 2,000. Uh, Houston Texans they're, they're are the top, last team, top 10. So here's here's something funny that we can make a note of, Dave, and you'll tell me. Dave, the teams that are at the bottom of the pack, right, that you have the four, four teams at the bottom, Giants, Bears, Falcons, and Texans. So they're basically saying these teams are trash, right? They're like plus 40,000 yeah. stupid numbers. These right. are the teams that from a betting point of view will probably do better for guys like you because you'll be getting all the value taking the Houston Texans, taking the Atlanta Falcons, taking the Bears, taking the Giants, because whoever they're playing is going to be overly favored. Isn't that – that's a fair yeah. statement, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's, that's usually how you go about the season. That's right. That's a right. fair statement. And so yeah. to use the futures to look at the top five teams, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and the Chargers – that's where basically you have these five teams at the top. You have these five teams at the bottom. Obviously, anything can trade, change with trade deadlines, et cetera, et cetera. But it, um, I will say you need to tell your brother we're sorry in advance. Um, Seattle is right down there at the bottom, plus 10,000. So you need to tell your, buddy, your brother that uh, he can wear the Seattle gear. We give him permission, but don't expect much to happen this year. He, he's pretty excited, too, because he, he doesn't have a life. He just works. And I was real drunk, right. and I told him, no, I told him, I said, hey, I'll take you to that first Monday night game. And he, and he, his eyes started watering, and he goes, you will? And I thought, oh, no, I have to actually do this, you know. 
Maybe we can ask you a question. Like, does he run? Does like, he run home from work? I don't know. I don't. I don't go on Facebook. But he, he's so excited. He's like, I can't wait till that Monday night. And I'm like, damn, I gotta actually take him. But we'll have a good time. You know, like he's playing the Broncos. Right, 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 right. John, he's he's ahead of you. Like he literally, that, John actually drives to the office, and then after the show, we'll do his workout and ride and come back to the office. His brother, John, literally works, and then he runs home. I'm talking about miles. I didn't know that. It's great. The guys, the guys, a machine. That's the machine, man. The guys he done runs. Like 10 just so million you know, push-ups since COVID. Just so you know. Uh, Another live dog I got to take. Week one of college football, home opener, Maryland hosts Buffalo. Buffalo was like the number one team against the spread in college football last year. They're only getting 20. Imagine Maryland's laying 21. I know for all you listeners, you think we're crazy. We're already talking about lines. But, you know, that's another thing, Dave. People don't realize there's lines up on all these games already. Now, obviously, for you as a pro, the limits are light. But, I think most people don't even recognize that there's a – I think – would you agree with me that most gamblers are looking ahead at maybe three days, four days ahead? They're looking at Saturday and Sunday's college football lines, maybe Thursday, while you're betting them Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, that, you're right on that, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's another thing Mike Michael was saying yeah. off air is that he loves your football because – for all you listeners that have a day job, 40 hours a week or whatever, and you have young children and you're busy on the weekends, we are not the release the games two minutes before game time, late steam, blah, blah, marketing nonsense. When you're getting Dave's games, I'd say 90, 80% of them, to be fair, you're going to be betting, trying to beat the number Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then maybe you'll come back and you'll add some games on Saturday or you'll take a possible middle if there's an opportunity. But it really, lifestyle-wise, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to not having to make 50 bets 20 minutes before game time on a Saturday. Yeah, well, well and, said, yep. And, and that's what kind of we have 10 minutes left in show. For those guys that have signed up for the mentorship, I mean, that's what you're going to get. You're going to receive all the overnight bets which in our mind is we're, we're closing better a majority of the time. So regardless of the yeah. outcome of the game, if we're just getting a good closing price over a sample yep. size of thousands of games, that is going to pay dividends. Yeah, we're going to teach exactly. you. We're going to teach them, Dave, how to understand the market conditions. Um, if they're really interested, obviously, with the mentorship, we could teach them how to read down best screens. Um, you're going to receive all of Dave's actual live ticket wagers that he posts on his Instagram channel time and time again. You're going to get second-half wagering from us because John is obsessed. John does not ride his bike on Saturday and Sundays. John is going to be sitting in front of screens finding halftime opportunities. And you're also going to get bankroll money management and obviously daily and weekly coaching from myself because, as Dave has said for some time now, I am – very in accordance to the whole business model. I know how to manage risk. I know how to manage your money. Yeah. And if I could assure you of one thing, yeah. we are going to work our asses off for the entire football season. So for those guys that signed up early and got a discounted rate, thank you. Thank you. 
but there's still some spots available because we're going to be gonna, putting in a lot of work, guys. And I'm going to create the Triple M service, Miller's Mental Mindset. So you'll be able to purchase that. <laughs> you'll be able to learn how to be a positive sports gambler. Stop looking at the phone when your young children are talking to you, checking every down. Literally, I talk to guys that literally say, yeah, my kids talk to me. I can't even hear them. they got to repeat themselves five times. Miserable. Put the phone down. Miller's mental mindset. Put the phone down. Go take your kids to the park. You're not going to change the final score. You're not going to change the final score. You need to just bet it and forget it. Walk away. Because unless you have six figures or more, you're not going to live bet like Dave is. Unless you have enough outs, you're not going to live bet like Dave is. And if you've watched the video that Spencer did with him, it's a whole operation where one man, he has his cousin there helping him. He has other people in the office helping him. He's, he could not sit there and do that all. We've all seen it live on video. I just you know, wanted to throw that out there. People have delusions of grandeur of doing this on their own. But, Dave, let's be real. You have a, you have a network around you. You're not doing it all on your own. You're a conductor of yeah. the orchestra. Yeah, and then my cousin, too, came out of nowhere this year doing big things. So I'm pretty excited. I really just can't wait for football. The rest of it, baseball is fine. And actually, I'm enjoying going to these games, by the way. But, yeah. Just, the games you know, that you don't man, watch. I love, but I love, <laughs> yeah, I go there and I don't even watch it. I just walk around the bar area. Um, so I have good stories for that, too, I'll tell you off the air. But... Uh, I love it. Yeah. You can go to the rooftop bar and everybody's up there and no one actually watches the game. They just. You know what? I think, Mike, I think since we like hanging with his brother so much, Mike's going to, Dave's going to have to look into getting four or five if Micah comes opening night tickets. Maybe we'll all go to the Monday night game. Sounds good to me, but I just came up with an amazing idea. We're going to be doing a charity auction where you get to go out on a date with Dave. It is only available for women. We're going to be able to basically, you get to spend the day. It's like the day in the life with D-Mill. You could hang with him, take you out to dinner. Um, We're going to have a chauffeur. I mean, it's going to be the whole, the whole operation because we do have a lot of women clients as well. So I think we're going to, we're going to put that out there because a lot, there's been some requests. I think that's the next evolution, Dave. So I hope you're okay with that. It's, uh, yeah, dude, you know, I love gets, that. a lovely lady will have a chance to meet you in person. I love it. Do it. Do it. Set that up. Uh, Dave, by the way, just to, just to, um, by, by the way, Dave, just so you're aware of this, I know you made that promise to your brother. You, you think the game is in Denver? No, it's, it's in Seattle. Okay. You knew that already. Okay, cool. The current yeah. opening number is four and 41 and a half. On the Monday so night game, be, I know. You know you know that will be sitting at six, six and a half with the rogue sevens in Vegas. Come on now. 100%. 100%. Up. We know, not 100%, but it's it's likely there's going to be a rogue seven there. Right. That's, it's all about the rogue sevens, John. The rogue seven. I can't the wait. The rogue seven. I love it. So I've never been to Seattle. Let me ask you, that time of year in September, I'm assuming it's just raining, cold, and nasty? Uh Pretty much. I mean, by default in Seattle, you just assume it's going to rain. But right, what know. weather would you yeah. say is better, Seattle or Colorado? As you've been Colorado. living in both spots, Colorado. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah, because it doesn't rain as much, 
and the and the summers are, are warmer. Got it. Somebody might come out of nowhere with random facts and go, no, that's not true, and so so don't quote me on it. But I don't think it rains. Small sample much. size. Small sample size. <laughs> it does get a little bit colder, but it's worth it for to have the better summer. You know. Are you going to go to the game tonight? Colorado's playing the Dodgers again. I actually might. I'm on the fence. I've been fading your rise all season long. I love Colorado tonight. Um, he's a bum, Urias. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we got a couple minutes left. You'll hear the music shortly. But I, I want next week we'll get deeper into the NFL playoffs. Uh, like I said, uh, excuse me, NFL futures bets. Like I said, nothing really compelling um, right now. I don't see any major trades, any, any major uh, – I mean, I think the Ravens are going to be better than what that futures – Ticket says. What do you think, Mike? I think that's right on the number. I mean, they're. Oh, you're saying the futures ticket? I thought you meant the season win total, but I think they're at nine, nine and a half. So they're they're right on the number there. Um, again, I don't really. I'm like Dave. I don't really start obsessing about it till about August first. As soon as I start seeing training camps pop up and they're actually there and everything, now there's just more. Coverage. I then start listening to my fantasy channel in the car. There's no more music until the Super Bowl's over, and and then well, I start getting in the I'll, zone. I'll leave you with this: so. the AFC North, Baltimore is the favorite plus 140, followed by the Bengals plus 190, the Browns plus 325, and the Steelers plus 800 at current standing. That's surprising because the Bengals were a Super Bowl contender. They didn't lose anybody. So, yeah, we'll chat more next we're week at- about football. You got it. Thank you, Dave. Enjoy the Rocky game. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the Vegas Strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201.